0: Most people now are so scared of missing out on the boom, they're just buying anything and paying a lot of money for it. I'm George Markoski and welcome to the Positive Property Show. Our mission is to empower 10,000 people to create financial freedom through property using the Markoski method. Join us. Hello, Freedom Fighters, and welcome to our show. Last show of the year. Hi, Welcome,
1: Welcome, hello, George.
0: Yes, so I'm excited to say this is the last show of the year. Look, 2021 has been a crazy year, hasn't it?
1: It has, it has. Yeah, very crazy in terms of um, investing and life in
0: general, isn't it? Yes. So, guys, if you're watching live, please type in hashtag live, all my little fellow firm fighters out there. Um, Someone said, Merry Christmas, everyone. Hope you're enjoying your holidays. I haven't had any holidays. And look at me and Stacey are still working now. No, I don't consider okay. this work, I consider this fun. But i would be. we've got a massive project. We've got Robert Kiyosaki coming on the 22nd. We do, it's so month, exciting. Which is pretty exciting. And because of that, I haven't had a chance to have a holiday, but you know what? It's been fun, it's been inspirational working with Robert. So it's been awesome. And now look, if you're watching the replay, type in hashtag replay, just so i keep my eye on you because it's important. <laughs> now. <laughs> we're going to talk about why I'm going to do the opposite to most people. Um, Today, why I'm doing the opposite of most investors in 2022 and why you should too. And look, I, um, Beard is on point. Thank you. Um, I (laughs) really, I really think um, that going with the flow and going with the masses of what people are doing is never the right thing to do. Um, As you know, Everyone heard of Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett, he says, you know, when people are greedy, you'd be fearful. When people are fearful, you'd be greedy. And I don't like using the word fear or greed personally, because I think you shouldn't be acting out of fear or greed anyway, full stop. Unfortunately, most investors do. They are either fear based. Most people are scared of actually. They want
1: everything now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Most people are scared of investing. They're fear based and the greedy people, they're just trying to get a bargain and trying to really, you know, get something for nothing. Now, the fundamentals of, of investing precludes any emotion like fear or greed because it shouldn't be there. It should be more of an intellectual exercise. And if you're using in, if you're using emotions to invest, little stars on top of my head. Look at that
1: stars on top of your head.
0: You <laughs> said the star from the Christmas tree.
1: <laughs> oh, I can too.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, what I want to do is I want to apologize to everyone about last week because last week I opened up my streaming program, Restream, and it just wouldn't let me on. And you know, work. I missed my normal time because I do promise you guys that I'm gonna be here. Our team's gonna be here over and over again. You know? Hi George and Stacey Vera Christmas. I love Brissa and Kathy, thank you so much.
1: Merry Christmas to you too.
0: Yes. Now um how did that pop up there? Well oh,
1: I did that. Well,
0: <laughs> Looks good. Anyway, so um, so when you're investing, a lot of people find investing complicated and they end up using their emotions, their gut. Now, using your gut is okay if you're an expert, but not if you're not an expert. That's the difference. See, A lot of people say, use your gut, listen to your gut, trust your gut. Yes, if you know what you're doing, trust your gut, but if you don't, you shouldn't be trusting your gut. I'll give you an example, like, you know, a fireman that's had a lot of experience, he'll look at a burning building and he'll know whether to go into that building or not, and he'll know if it's going to collapse on him. But if you're not a fireman and you look at that building, you've got no idea and your gut's going to steer you wrong one way or the other. You might have some bravado and jump in and kill yourself, or you might be a pussy and not go in where you should have gone in. That's why experience creates a good gut to gut reactions of things. And if you haven't got experience, you shouldn't be using your gut because your gut is your unconscious mind getting all your experience together and telling you yes or no. See, I've been investing property so long now that I can look at something and I know, I feel it. I know what's happening.
1: Yeah, same as any profession.
0: Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Like a brain surgeon knows brain surgery. I wouldn't use my gut doing brain surgery on someone because it wouldn't be right. You know, because you've got to be good at one thing, one thing only. And that's what you're gonna be good at. And I am um, you know, my my skill actually is helping people invest and really getting that the mind game of investing right because that's the one game that most people can't get right. And I will talk about this this time of the year because it's so important, you know, because I really think everyone you've you've got one or, there's only two reasons people are in pain. And I'll give you the two reasons. Either you're getting out of your comfort zone, that's why you're in pain. Or you're not getting out of your comfort zone, that's why you're in pain.
1: Yeah, that's
0: it. <laughs> that's the only two reasons. Yeah. Now, now the, 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 the deal is, though, if you're staying in your comfort zone and you're, you're in pain, you're in pain because you're not doing anything and you're stuck where you are. But if you're getting out of your comfort zone, you're in pain because you're growing and learning and improving. What would you prefer? I mean, would you like the pain of getting out of your comfort zone or the pain of staying in your comfort zone and being stuck where you are? I'd like some people to type in the chat and ask. There's a different way of framing this. And a different way of framing this is, do you prefer the pain of discipline or the pain of regret?
1: Yeah, that's it. Because
0: we've got an option. We've got an option. The beautiful part is you get an option. You get to choose discipline or regret. But unfortunately, you have to choose one. And if you don't choose discipline, which most people don't do, sooner or later, regret will come. That's it. In many areas. I mean, let's say you're a smoker right? Quitting smoking takes discipline. It's not easy. But if you keep smoking, you'll probably regret it on your deathbed if you get cancer or something. I'm not saying you will because some people don't. I mean, the oldest woman in the world lived to 123. She gave up smoking when she was 100 and she lived to 123. But <laughs> statistically, smoking's not good. Yeah.
1: Statistically, you look at the majority.
0: Yeah. And I'm not here to judge anyone either. You know what I mean? I'm just here to say, okay, look at what you're doing and you know are you going to have regret or discipline and what life?
1: is it george that most people are doing what are investors doing in this next year
0: okay i want to tell you a little story yeah. to explain all okay. right I'm going to tell you a story about an ant and a grasshopper okay so, so what happened was it was summertime and the grass it was summer and the grasshopper you know what they're doing summer They make that noise. So there's playing, you know, they're playing music and the grasshopper's playing music and having a good time. While the little ant's out there working, picking up stuff and storing it in his little thing and working around. The grasshopper's laughing at the ant going, oh, you stupid ant. It's summertime. There's plenty of food everywhere. You should enjoy yourself and have some fun, right? The ant's going, no, because, you know, it's summer now, but winter is coming. A bit like Jon Snow. The the, the ant is the Jon Snow of the exit kingdom. So winter is coming. That's what they believe. That's all they think. And, but the grasshopper's was like, ah, it's always going to be summer. It's going to be great. So what happens is the ant is building up his stores and everything else like that, getting ready and working hard during summer, reaping while times are good. Well, the grasshopper sitting on his ass, having fun. And then winter comes. Now, during winter, there's no food, but the ant's been working hard and has got so much food in his cellar. You know, he's got a little fine wine, a lot of little pickled vegetables, some dry meat. He's having a ball. The grasshopper knocks on his door freezing cold and starving, going, you know, can you please let me in? And the grass and the ant looks at him and goes, you know, during summer you are laughing at me for working and you didn't do anything. And now you know you want my help. Mm-hmm. Right? And so and the funny thing is, the grasshopper in winter's going, oh, this is terrible. It's never going to end. This sucks. It's the worst. But guess what the ant's thinking in winter? Summer. You know summer's going to come around. Right? So what people have to realize is whenever there's a winter, there's summer around the corner. Whenever there's a summer, there's a winter around the corner. So don't be fooled when the property market's going really high or really low, because it's not what we're looking for. That's speculation, you know? Cause at the moment, everyone's got FOMO and they're going crazy, they're trying to buy property and they're going, oh no, then there's a lot of people going, oh, it's too late to buy property, right? Yeah. There's lots of people I've heard going, that's it, we've missed it again. They've missed like mm-hmm. three. I in think a row.
1: They
0: the boom. Yeah, they the boom, and I've got some good news for you. You haven't missed the boom
1: because, yeah, so. and, I'll, and I'll tell you
0: why people haven't missed the boom. Because oh the reason I haven't missed the boom because property is all about time in the market, not timing. So, what property investing is about yeah. is buying property and holding it for a long time. In the right spot, too. Yes, obviously in the right spot, and. So you want to you want to buy the right property in the right spot, but the key is you buy the property and you hold it. Yeah. And you don't sell it, and it keeps going up. If like an end. The, yeah. Like the ant, but you'd ought to be like the grasshopper, where you know during the boom you're buying, during the winter you're selling, and you just don't know, not sure what you're doing. And you're not sticking to your long term goals. Yeah. Right. And the reason most people um, fail in real estate is because they're thinking short term. They're speculating. Yeah. Right. And I don't get excited when I make a lot of money out of a property. Actually, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't, don't cry when I don't make money either because I know it's going to. So, for example, I bought a property in Perth before the the mining boom and I paid 220,000. Two years later, before I even saw this property, because I bought it online, um, it doubled and went to 500 without me even seeing it. Right. But I wasn't that excited because I knew over 10 years, it will double over 10 years. So then what happened, it slowed down a bit. Yeah. And then it went down. Um, three years ago, my Perth property went down. So it was worth about 730 went down to 670 where most people are going, oh my God, it went down. But I'm saying, well, if it went down, guess what's gonna happen next? gonna go yeah. up again. And yeah, you just
1: bought at the right time. So you're already ahead anyway.
0: That's right. But guess what's happening out of that property? It's gonna double again. Yeah. The next doubling, right? And the thing is, I'm sticking it out. But I could have three years ago gone, oh, shit, it keeps going down. What am I going to do? And, a lot, and I see a lot of people do this and then they quit. Yeah. Um, uh, people along that path. And, you know, so what happens is, you know, people going along their path, they trip up, have something go wrong or not quite right, and then they give up and they decide that's it. It's yeah. over. And you can't. You've got to just keep going and push it through because you'll get there. And, you know, so the key is, I mean, next year, is not to get overexcited by the hype, yeah, and do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. So what's going to happen is the property magazines are going to come out and they're going to go, check this out, Callumbale has gone up five years in a row. It went up twenty percent, twenty-two percent, thirty percent. Amazing! You should buy there, right? Then they're going to say, oh, you should buy in Grange. Grain has gone up, and they're going to talk about all these suburbs that have already gone up and talk mm, about how great they are. they've already had their growth. Yeah. But what people do they go wow it's gone up five years in a row I need to jump on that bandwagon now Mm -hmm. sorry guys but you've missed it you've totally missed that and what you need to do to
1: the magazine it's too late
0: that's right exactly you know and what needs to happen is you need to find properties that haven't gone up that will go up so there's a lot more to it than that because you know it's not that simple because you can find properties that haven't gone up But if the fundamentals are wrong, they're never going to go up. So you don't want to buy those properties. Yeah. You want to buy properties that have got good fundamentals that are going to go up but haven't done that just yet. Yeah. And I use um, a little tool called Market Cycle Timing to do this. So what I do is i look at historical averages of this property, this suburb, and then work out, okay, what does it normally do? What has it done in the last five years? Yeah. Is it below above what it's done? Yeah. Because, you know, if you got like, let's say, for example, you got apples and oranges and oranges keep going up in value and, you know, you have to pay $20 a kilo for oranges but apples are $2 a kilo, what's going to happen? Yeah. People are going to start eating apples and then apples are going to be worth more because people want to buy them. They're going to balance yes. it. Because it's never going to be an orange $200 a kilo and an apple $2 a kilo. It's never going to happen. So what happens is... Then what you do is look at average price balancing and you look at other suburbs around it. And if the other suburbs have gone up. So if you go to a fruit shop and the oranges have gone up and um, mandarins have gone up, well, grapefruits next. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a bit like that with suburbs as well. Okay. So we're no more to than that. But what we need to do is we need to find properties that haven't had their little boom yet.
1: Yeah, well, Jump ones that in yet there. To have it. Otherwise they're jumping on it. And a lot of people will jump on it too late. They'll hit it when it's at its peak.
0: That's right. And look, if you hit it at its peak, all it's going to do is slow you down a little bit. If it's it's a quality suburb, it's still going to be good anyway. But you're better off trying to find a suburb that hasn't had that peak yet and it's about to have that peak. And that's the key. And that's the whole key of the demand-supply ratio. Because when there's more demand, less supply, that's going to go up.
1: Yeah. And you can look at it in one of two ways. So investing is really hard and not many people can do it. Or you look at it and say, look, I want to be part of the 0.068% or those 680 people out of a million and own six properties. So it's a challenge. It's a challenge or it's too hard.
0: That's right. But the rewards are so great. Yeah. Because what they say is if you're willing to do what other people aren't willing to do, that's that's the definition of success.
1: Yeah, and thinking along property, the lines of it's
0: the opposite. Yep, and in property, it's all about courage. But the right courage, not using your gut and just buying anything, because that's what's going to happen. See, the problem is most people now are so scared of missing out on the boom, they're just buying anything and paying a lot of money for it. And yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't just buy anything and make money out of it.
1: Yeah. And you can make money, but sometimes, yeah, like you said, it's very, it's
0: slow. That's right. You really don't want to buy anything. You want to be really surgical because how many properties can someone buy in their lifetime? There's a limited supply. But also, if you get it wrong, you get one pro- the first property wrong, then you're probably going to be stuck there. I've seen people, they buy one or two bad properties and then they can't get any more. And then I've seen people where you buy the right property, then the right property again, and you keep building that portfolio. And yeah. then it becomes easy because you've got that base. And mm-hmm. there's no way I would have ended up with over 40 properties if I didn't get the right, you know, some of them really correct. Let's face it, to get 40 properties, you need to get a lot of them right. Yeah,
1: that's it. That's but, it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, luckily, I've made it into a system, and it's easy to get it. because I, I know the checklist. I know exactly what I'm looking for. And because I help so many people every week, it's really simple for where yeah. the first time was hard, that was very difficult. Second time a bit easier. After the tenth time, pretty easy. And now I've done it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. So it's easy. Yeah. That's like anything in life, you know.
1: And the good thing is we're essentially buying where you're buying. So That's if you're right. not successful, yeah. we're not. So we know that it's gonna be successful if we do it that way.
0: Yep, exactly. Exactly. That's right. You know. It's um it's been a very tough time for people the last two years. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um in everything. But one thing I must say is our community of investors have thrived during this time, which is great. It's great. Yeah, they
1: have, yeah. They're that, very that's successful. Exciting.
0: And that's very exciting to, you know, have so many people that are super successful, but also super grateful.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay, someone's asking a question, a good one here. Do you want to read it out?
1: Yeah, how do you save yourself if you, if you do end up with a bad investment? My friend is two to three years in and still losing money.
0: That's a really good question. Now, look, we've had a lot of med people join our program that had done investments. And Indeed. yeah. Yep. So first thing what I do is I actually, the first thing you ought to do is look at the, the structure and see how it's structured. Because sometimes if you tweak the structure you can actually start making money on a losing property. I actually, we had a couple join our program last year, this Indian couple, a uh, lovely couple. And they, um, we actually saved them over $55,000 a year in the first hour of them joining our program.
1: Just, just, by,
0: just by restructuring what they're doing because they didn't know what they're doing. They were hard workers, they made a lot of money, but they didn't understand the tax, the cash flow, the investment loan and all that other stuff involved in it you know because a lot of people think you know you buy a property go to a bank you get a loan they don't yeah. think the tax or the structure or the interest rate or what's what structure of the loan and all that sort of stuff or asset protection or anything else like that you know
1: there's a lot of factors that come into it too like where's the property located how much was the property what type of property
0: yeah yeah Is so
1: deductions.
0: yeah so this this bad investment might be a good investment Right, and a lot of times, what I see is people come in and go, "Oh, I've had this property for three, four years and hasn't done anything, and it's losing money every week." And what we do is change the structure, wait a couple of years, and then suddenly doubles, right? Which is great. Yeah. Sometimes they bought in a really bad area, right? And then we just got to get rid of it. So I've had customers come in and they bought a unit in Sydney or Melbourne, and the the property's been going down, their rent's going down. And you know what you've got to do? You got to cut and say goodbye which is very hard for people to do.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it's you so got to cut your losses.
0: That's right. Because, um, you know, very rarely do you have to do that. Probably 10% of the time. But when you do it, you've got to do it. Because you know, if you've got a sinking ship, it's going to just destroy your whole portfolio. But people emotionally find it very hard to do that.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? It's difficult. And I, and I always tell people a story on how to get their head around it. And let's say, for example, you're walking to the shops and it was like 10 kilometers away and you already did you already walked seven k's and then you found out the shop was closed would you keep going would you turn around yeah or well it
1: depends you, the purpose we you going so, for a walk or are you just I, going so to, the shop? Go
0: to the shop to buy something but the shop is closed you find out it's closed yeah you you're seven you've already done seven k's what do you do? do you keep walking or do you turn around
1: yeah well
0: turn well, around because <laughs> it's closed but, but see, what happens is people go, oh, but I've had this investment. It's been losing money for five years. I can't stop now. But I'm saying you have to. I know one guy in Adelaide and, you know, he wouldn't bought, let go. He, no, he wouldn't let go. So he's a friend of mine, actually. Great guy. And what happened was he was buying a commercial property. I said, please don't do that, whatever you do, because you're going to lose money on it straight away. So he bought it and lost 30% in the first three months. then. 30%. Then went down 50% the next couple of years. And I kept saying, just get rid of it. And he goes, oh, I can't. I lost 30%. Then he lost 50% and he goes, oh, I can't now. And now he's like losing even more money. He's like, I can't because I'm losing money. But I'm going, look, you can, you can because you it doesn't you. matter. Shops <laughs> closed. You're going to keep walking. It's not open. you just got to just get rid of it. And But people will find it hard to do that. And what happens is that's the way Nigerians catch a lot of people out. Nigerians. Yes. So what happens is they write you a letter and go, hello, I'm from Nigeria and I'm a prince and I've got $50 million. I need your help. I need your help. And if I can put it in your account, um, I'm going to give you 10%. Whatever. I don't know if you've seen those, the Nigerian letter scam. I get the letters all the time. And then what happens is you go, oh, great. I'm going to get 50 mil. Like, awesome. So you write, oh, mate. yeah, I have seen those. Yeah. And then what happens is they go, okay, great. Um, but what we need to do is to order, in order to clear it, we're going to pay stamp duty, and we need two hundred dollars. That's all. And you're thinking, well, for five million, two hundred dollars is nothing. I'll invest two hundred. They go, oh, thank you very much. And then what happens? They go, oh, because Nigeria is so corrupt, we have to actually bribe this other official. That's going to cost a thousand. So you give them a thousand, and then what happens? They go, yes, but actually. The, the leader of the National Party came in and now it's changed and he wants 2000 Otherwise, it's not happening. This is very important. There's the last stop and then you've got your money. So you put 2000 So what happens is they keep asking more and more. And what happens is because you pull that money in, it's hard to say no. There was a guy in Queensland and his wife was begging him not to do it, but he actually sold their house and gave it all to the Nigerians. Oh, no. <laughs> he gave them $200, then $500, then $1,000, just kept going. And because yep. he- But he couldn't stop. And she begged him. And I saw him on, I saw it in 60 minutes. She begged him and he actually sold the house, mortgaged the house and gave him everything. Can you believe it?
1: Yeah, wow. It's amazing. We've got another one here, George. I bought the two worst properties you could purchase. Mining town, two-bedroom apartment. I was stuck for nine years. Entered PPS and it's turned around. It can be done. So there you go.
0: Awesome. There you go. Thank you so much for that. Yes. Yeah. And look, I you know a lot of people are saying I can't believe people fall for that rubbish, but the problem is it's yeah. that whole people um, find it hard once they get caught up in that whole cycle and you know and that's why you got to cut your losses and this happens with property, with Nigerian scams, being in the wrong relationship, you know all sorts of stuff, being in the wrong job, you just yeah. keep compromising your standards but really at the end of the day what you need to do in all areas all areas of life is have really super high standards yeah and if you have yeah if you have high standards then your life gets better because you've got high standards and then people, people try to get um compromising their standards to get their result quicker but actually makes it slower
1: it does. It does. Yep. Slow and steady wins the race. Totally. And I was just talking to someone today that wanted to fast track.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Property, yeah, exactly. property
1: is obviously a long-term game, but um, yeah, you the slow track's the fast track.
0: <laughs> exactly, because you got you got to do it properly, and that's the key. And a lot of people, and that's why i really, really annoys me about a lot of companies out there with the get rich quick mentality. Going, okay? oh. you know, I got a book today, actually, funny enough. Just, I've got to read. Okay. I'm not going to tell you guys who it is, but I obviously, you know, it's just just ridiculous. Start your very own property empire. All will take is 60 minutes or 60 seconds. 60 seconds. That's 60 minutes? minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking anyone believing that, right? It's like, um, how would you say? it's a bit like the nigerian scam isn't it
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> right it is totally it's misleading yeah you can't build a property empire in 60 minutes or 60 seconds no. this guy wrote a book about it like
1: maybe it's it's a plan is it a plan to build it because you obviously um, can't build
0: it. no 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 you can't but look okay. a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of companies that go out there and offer all this amazing results. There was a company because you know we in our black belt program we do ten properties in ten years. And that's achievable if you if you do if you're diligent you get everything right. There was a company in Melbourne saying ten properties in ten months.
1: Ten properties in ten months. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe they're only dealing in a certain market. I don't know. I could... <laughs>
0: Knowing how quick finance is these days, good luck.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so Sam. your Lane. Has got. so got yes, a great
1: live stream. Stay, stay in your lane, lane, and focus on what you're good at. Find mentors and learn the craft. Thanks for the information. We'll be in touch in the new years. Excellent, so that's Sam. You, Sam.
0: Yes, and that's uh, Sam on YouTube. But you know, Sam on YouTube. Yeah, you can see that little YouTube button. Yes, because we're live streaming ah. at the same time as we are on Facebook. I
1: can see fun. that. I can see that. Okay, yeah, I didn't even realize you, that showed up. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, perfect. Yes, stay in your lane. And look, and, and that's the same with like, like our title here is doing the opposite to what most your investors are doing. And look, a, a lot of investors at the moment, they do try and do it themselves.
0: They do. They it's they like, do. can you
1: learn in an hour what we, what George does full time? No, no,
0: exactly. And now, what I was going to do is I was going to play our video because oh, the, yeah. the good news is we've got Robert Hugh Psyche coming. Next year, doing a one day workshop with me and I want to play the promo video so everyone can see it, it's only one minute, it's pretty quick. Can you play it? I'm going to to try, play it. Let's see if I can share my screen, but I don't know yet. Share system audio too. Oh, pretty cool. (laughs) Easy. Okay. Let's do this. Tell me if you can hear it guys. We're just standing there like this going, (laughs) shh. Robert Kiyosaki here, the best known for this book here, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad. And I'm very happy to be doing the Master of Wealth Property Summit with my friend George Markovsky. He and I met about three years ago and the thing I'm ecstatic about George, he is a hardcore teacher. He really wants you to learn. So welcome to the Master of Wealth Property Summit. Real estate wealth generally doesn't happen by accident. It is engineered. And when you understand to engineer wealth, that's we can really start to bring things forward. So please remember this, especially property in Aussie. You've got to hang out with guys like George who know the numbers, get the real numbers, the facts. Because I can talk to you about cash flow and all those things. George is better at that than me. Okay, there you go.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: So guys, um, that's our new. Um, promo with uh, Robert Kiyosaki and it's coming out, we're doing it on the 22nd of January. What I've got, I've actually got a handful of tickets of free tickets that are pre-registration. If you want a ticket, uh, type in um, hashtag Robert and George and I'll get my team to send you a free ticket to come along. It's going to be a full day of me and Robert. It's going to be pretty exciting. I'm really pumped about it. It's going to be
1: fantastic. Can't wait.
0: (laughs) Yes. So it'd be great to see you guys there because um, it's going to be cool because uh, I've been a big fan of Robert Kiyosaki for a long time. You know, he understands the fundamentals, but he's, even though, like, when I first found out about Robert Kiyosaki was back in the 90s, and when I read his book, I thought, wow, what an amazing guy. Imagine meeting him someday. And actually, now I get to share the stage with him, which is pretty cool, you know, and we've been... um, You know, since I met him three or four years ago, we've been communicating quite a bit and talking about property and stuff, which is cool because we both love property. But he's still relevant to this day. He really knows what he's doing, which is great.
1: Yep, I've read the book. I've listened to the book, I suppose. I do it on walks and stuff. If you're ever going out walking, download the Audible um, of that book. It's really good.
0: Yep. The Audible of my book is coming out in January, which is exciting.
1: Oh, awesome. So that will be available on the app?
0: Will we be able to Zoom into this seminar? Yes, you will be able to Zoom in. Yep, that's the whole point. We're doing a Zoom seminar on the 22nd. It's on a Saturday. It's from 8.30 in the morning till about 5.30 at night. It's going to be a long day, but we're going to be doing the whole lot and really getting, you know, we're going to be going from novice investor to expert investor by the end of the day. You know, it's going to be pretty amazing. It's well worth your time. Totally. Well
1: worth it. Okay, Robert Kiyosaki
0: is a living legend. <laughs> yes, he, he, is. Is. he is. He is. He's a living legend. And what I love about what we're going we're gonna to be actually, if anyone's seen the cash flow quadrant, he's got the cash flow quadrant. Robert Kiyosaki has reinvented that now. And I, we're going to be showing you guys the new cash flow quadrant, a little nuance, a little bit of a finer detail that's going to just be such a big aha piece in your investing journey. It's going to be amazing. When I heard Robert say this, I was like, wow, like, hello, this is brilliant. I'm very excited that we're going to share this because, you know, we were speaking about it the other day and he sort of mentioned something about um, one of the quadrants. And I was like, does this sound what it sounds like? And he said, yep. And I was like, wow, this is, everyone's going to love this. Even yeah. though it's one sentence, it makes a world of difference to everyone. Amazing. So also what it's going to do is actually tell you guys why, Robert and I are doing the opposite of everyone in 2022. We're going to be explaining it all on the one-day workshop because we both have got the same strategy when it comes to investing, and we do the opposite of 99% of the people. And that's, I guess, why we've become so successful at it, which is great.
1: Yeah, do what everyone else is doing and you'll get what everyone else has got.
0: That's right. Yes, so we're going to open up for a quick Q&A because we're going to have a quick one today because tomorrow night is New Year's night. and
1: It is. last, you know, end of the year. That's
0: it. Year. So who's done their goals for 2022?
1: So we'll wait a second till they reply, George.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to do my goals tomorrow. I haven't done them yet. I normally do them. Um, I, I don't do New Year's resolutions. I do goals. I want to go through all my different categories and really... Hit it hard. I, I love to. So this golf. is
1: life life as well as investing?
0: Yeah, absolutely. In, investing is just one part of it. You know, I normally have seven categories. So I've got, you know, investing, which is passive investments. Then you've got, you know, business career, which is another one. Then you've got um, relationships, which is family and loved ones and all your friends. And then you've got mind. I think having, you know, goals for your mind are important. Oh, Yeah. Then you got health and fitness, yeah, which is important because without health and fitness, you got nothing. That's and it. then I've got fun and adventure, because I like to plan out my fun and adventure for the year. Even oh, do though, oh yeah, absolutely. Even next though the year. last year I've been stuck at home, oh. next year I plan on leaving Australia somehow. And then the last one is spirituality. Yeah. Yep. So they're the seven categories that I use, and what I normally do is write down several pages on all of this. And then I try to cut it down to two main themes and ideas in each area because then you've got 14 massive goals that you do.
1: Yeah, and try and achieve each one. So you'll have to plan and date. Do you put dates
0: on them? Well, yes, absolutely. Without a date. I mean, I'll do smart goals, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, timed. So that's very important. So Yeah, Yeah. so I think it's important to do smart goals. But look, one thing, you know, you got smart goals, which is specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timed. The realistic part, I don't quite agree with. So I think that your goal should not be that realistic. You should have crazy goals because if you have realistic goals and you can reach them, then they're not going to be exciting enough because I really think your goals... There's one thing they need to do. They need to be the fuel for you getting up in the morning and you staying up late at night and doing what you're doing. You You need that drive. And if they're not exciting enough, not big enough, they're not going to do that. So me, I do crazy big goals, even if I know I'm not going to get them because I I need crazy big goals so I can really – otherwise I can't be bothered, can't be stuffed. Seriously, you know. Um, And the funny thing is, you know, goals that seemed crazy to me 20 years ago now are nothing. And nothing. It's, it's weird that way. You know what I mean? I, like, think I, want
1: to know, I want to know what some of your crazy goals are, George.
0: <laughs> okay. One of my crazy goals is I want to get positive property to be a billion-dollar unicorn.
1: Billion-dollar.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because doing 10 million or 20 million or $50 million company doesn't excite me. But a billion-dollar unicorn is pretty cool.
1: Yeah.
0: They call Absolutely. it the Nine Comma Club. Ah, okay.
1: Okay.
0: You want to be part of that club? <laughs> triple, triple commas. You need three commas. Yes.
1: Ah, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'll be watching, I'll be watching uh, this sitcom called Silicon Valley. It's hilarious. They talk about that. But um, yeah. I think, you know, the bigger your goals, the more impact you have on people around you. Right. So, you know, my. My overarching goal and our unstoppable mission is to empower 10,000 Australians to create wealth through investing in properties using the Mikoski method. That yep. will ties in, you know what I mean? Because 10,000 yeah, yeah. a, a lot of people that we can help. But it is, and, it is. And when you think about it, how the hell are we going to help 10,000 people? I know we can. We're just going to find a way to do it.
1: Yeah. I can see Belinda Douglas. She's written down her goals. Give, give me some, Belinda. Go put, put one up. <laughs> Oh, someone I else is learning. so
0: funny. I watched it twice. Yeah, look, it is hilarious. It's so funny. And there's one scene where the billionaires, someone having a go at the billionaire, and the billionaire goes, oh, billionaires are people too. We've got problems. And they are people too. Absolutely. they got just got different problems. Because it's funny how people think that once you've got a shit ton of money that you're not going to have problems.
1: Yeah.
0: Belinda, free properties in 2022. Awesome. That is an That's excellent a good goal. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And um, the other year, you know, my goal was to make a million dollars out of property without getting out of bed. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I thought, that's crazy. But it happened. Yeah, it happened. Pretty cool. There you go. You know what I mean? All right.
1: And we're, um, we were going to do a giveaway today.
0: Okay. Yes. How are we going to do the giveaway? Tell me.
1: All right. Um, all right. So we should we make? Ask a question and see who answers.
0: Yep, we're going to give away a pendo pad seven. All right. Okay. Um, what I want to do is, I want to get people to ask me a question to ask Robert Kiyosaki, and the best question wins, and you get a pendo pad.
1: All right. Get in there, guys. Sure. Type it in. We'll give you from now to the next, what, 10 minutes?
0: Um, yep, and then we're ending in 10 minutes. We're out of here. So that's it.
1: We're out of here. <laughs> Ten minutes you've got. Um, Sorry, ask away. Put your questions in, and we'll um, we'll get them up.
0: Ten minutes time. The bar at the Mikoski Residence opens, and that's it. I'm out. The
1: bar opens. I can't drive
0: that, <coughs> <out from> George. <laughs> no, you what? You can't, what?
1: Well, I can't drive that far. All
0: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I know. Got a five, right.
1: five hour drive. I think four hour drive from
0: here. It's <laughs> gonna be great when we have little um, one of those um, drones that can pick you up. And oh yeah.
1: Through. I will do. I'll just write that over.
0: <laughs> yeah, just Could be r- one
1: of your goals, George. Let's just make it one of your goals. <laughs>
0: yeah. Look, a drone I'll leave it I'll, up. I'll leave up to Elon Musk.
1: That's uh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, I'm hoping for two a year, two properties a year.
0: That's good. That's excellent. That's really good. Yeah.
1: Look, if you get more, that's a bonus, right? <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. So, guys type in your questions um because
1: they're all going quick what's a good question what's a good question
0: <laughs> yeah it's probably not that easy is it what are you gonna ask Robert Kiyosaki
1: yeah yeah because you're trying to think outside the box too okay so here we go so if I had 20k to invest what are the top three things I could do with it so that's a question for Robert
0: that's right that's a good question.
1: We've got one, but it just says Facebook user, so you'll have to give us your name.
0: Yes, um, because this program doesn't give us people's names for some reason.
1: Yes. Okay. What are the top three things we could do with it?
0: Yeah. Now, I'm thinking about changing the name of our group.
1: Well, what are we changing?
0: Well. It's called the Australian property chat. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of changing the Australian property investor. Yeah. Because okay. we might chat. Okay. Angela, what do I do if I'm good at saving, but my partner is in debt and it overspends?
1: Ah, yeah. One. All <laughs> our opposites. That happens a lot. That happens a lot.
0: Absolutely. And, look, I guess it's challenging if you and your partner haven't got the same goals or aren't on the same page, you know.
1: Yeah, you really need to get on the same page.
0: Yeah, I find it um, makes your life a lot easier. But sometimes there's one person that's the investor and one person that's the spender. Yeah,
1: you know, balances
0: I, you out. Yeah, I must say, I mean, Christina's the same I'm the spender in our relationship. Yeah. <laughs> so, Now, I try to get her to spend, but she doesn't spend a lot. But I I love spending. That's me. But I I didn't spend when I was saving. What happens is I really believe that you can only spend if you deserve it. And you can only spend with your passive income. That's my rule. My rule is if you work for your income, invest it. And and
1: a similar situation here, um, Angela, to my, I'm a saver but my partner loved to spend. Um, we set up a structure that he got an allocated amount each week um, to spend on himself. So he couldn't dive into any of the rest of the account. That was all in allocated lots, mm-hmm. but an allocated amount to spend meant that he had something to spend always.
0: Okay, excellent, excellent. Um, that I, I like that. Um, that's really smart. Pretty smart.
1: Yeah. So we have the same amount to spend. So if I choose to save mine, I choose to save it. But if I choose to spend it on something, I can. But then um, he spends his constantly and I save mine and buy something big.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Here we go. All right. So uh, what should we look for in a mentor?
0: Yeah, look, that's a really good question. And I think I'm going to ask Robert that question. Definitely.
1: I'm writing down all of these questions. So, I've got okay. so,
0: so far, I love Belinda's question the most
1: excellent.
0: Yeah. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Now, Belinda, um, are you yeah. on our Facebook group, Australian Property Chat? Because I know you're communicating through YouTube at the moment. You're on our YouTube channel. So that's Angela. And that's just got to find a good way of um, reaching out to Belinda if she wins the prize.
1: Yeah. Um, actually, you if I could. So which question are we looking at? The first one, this one, so far?
0: No, no. This one? I I think, no, I think this is the question. This one? I think that's a really powerful question for Robert Kiyosaki. But there's a few other questions. Let's read a few more.
1: Okay. Would you recommend buying property through your super via savings?
0: Or via savings.
1: Or via savings.
0: Good question. That's um more individual, depending on the person, because yeah, that's you can more do of a question for you. Yeah, that's more of a question for me actually. But without knowing the situation, it's hard to say. Because with super, <coughs> you need to have enough money in super for one. Also, you need to be make sure you're getting enough super, um, in your job to maintain that.
1: Yeah, through your super via savings. Uh, that was Facebook user two. I don't have a name.
0: Yep, yep. Let's go. Okay. We've got a few more.
1: All right, let's go next one. Okay, will cryptocurrency be the future of investing and how will crypto impact the real estate market? Will real estate take a back seat because of crypto?
0: Look, good question. Um, because that's a two questions in one. And... That's going to be interesting. I'm going to ask Robert that one too. But I think, yeah. um, you know, crypto is an interesting thing because now you've got NTF, NFTs as well, non-fungible tokens. That's just sort of taken off. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's fascinating because there's like, you know, there's 19-year-olds that are multi-millionaires because of Bitcoin. Mm,
1: yeah, but, but they did that, it right at the start.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, like with things like crypto, you can make a lot of money. But there's, you know, there's also people that have lost their houses and lost everything as well, because it's so volatile. I don't think it's going to impact property, but I think um, it's definitely going to be something in the future. But the problem is a lot of these cryptos won't exist in the future.
1: So this one, George, please ask Robert regarding assets versus liability. What percentage would you start buying liabilities? Supercars, etc., to amount of assets, positive cash flow you have coming in.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good question because that's very individual. Because you know, I really think, you know, because I say to people, you know, rent vest and don't buy fancy cars, and then I've got a massive beach house and a convertible Porsche. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and a lot of people go, George, you're a hypocrite, right? Yeah, you, know, you say one thing and do another. That's what a hypocrite means. But, but. People don't understand the caveat, and what I say is when you're um, when you're starting to invest, don't waste your money on cars or anything. I didn't waste money on cars. I rent-vested. Yeah. I did all of it. But once you make enough money, then once you've earned the right, you can do what you like with your money, right? Yeah. If you want, if you want to, get a pool and fill it up with champagne. I don't care. <laughs> Seriously, that floats your boat because what's the point of having money if you're not going to enjoy it? So I'm really, because there's two schools of thoughts. There's the, there's the people that say, you know, just keep saving and be tight and never spend your money and all that. And I think yeah. that's stupid. I really think if you don't use your money for a better lifestyle, there's no point in having it. I've actually got a very, very wealthy um, relative who's worth millions and he doesn't spend his money at all. And he's got so much money. It's like you don't have it if you have if you're still getting up early for work and working long hours and stuff like that. And me personally, I think um, different people have got a different comfort. Me personally, I like spending my passive income. Yep. I don't care about that because passive income is like you know, you've got a golden goose, lays an egg, you you spend you spend that golden goose egg, then it comes back again and you do it again. But if I have to work for money, I ain't spending it. <laughs> no. Because that's too hard. That's really difficult and I'd rather, you know, get my money and get my money working for me. And once I once my money's working for me, then it's never ending. Yeah,
1: yeah exactly.
0: So to, it's like a good. little pot of gold. Yeah, so you've, to, so you've got to find out how much you want per year, invest, get to that level, and then you can do what you like. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a bit like discipline and regret. I really think it's worth the discipline at the beginning. Because I had a lot of discipline when I first started investing. I worked hard and I saved a lot of money and really, you know. Knuckled down. Knuckled, knuckled down. Because the sooner you knuckle down and the sooner you get those properties at the beginning, the quicker at the end you get to enjoy it. But if you fart us around and spend your money now, you're never going to get to that point.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I And I'm the same. I'm not spending it now. If I went out and got a brand new car right now, I'm like, oh, this car will do for another five years. I want to buy it outright. I don't want to get a loan or anything like that for it. I
0: I totally agree. When I buy cars, I buy them in cash. Yeah. And I don't buy brand new cars because I don't want to lose 30, 40% buying a brand new car straight a day later. I'd rather someone else lose that 30, 40% and give me a discount. So I always buy them a couple of years old. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's also, um, when you first buy a brand new car, there's all these toxins in the car and you'll have to breathe them in. I've had someone yes. else use themselves as a filter, breathe all the toxins in, get rid of all the extra money, and then they give it to you. you know? like Thank you very much.
1: Thank you very much. <laughs> so what would he change about his book in 2021 to 2022? Applies to you as well, George.
0: What would you change about his book in 2020? Applies to you as well. All oh, right. Yes. Yes. Um, we're going to be talking – this is a great question. Thank you for asking it because we're actually going to be That's talking Belinda. about this because he's actually – we're going to be talking about that on the 22nd and explain to you exactly what we're going to change. And it's only a couple of sentences. It's one paragraph. But this paragraph has got so much impact, it changes everything in the whole book. There you How go. How you
1: look at it. Yeah, there you go. And that was Belinda again?
0: Yep.
1: Okay, and then we've got, have you brought another property apart from your first one with a credit card?
0: Okay. Um, Question
1: for you, I think. <laughs>
0: um, okay. Have you bought another property apart from your first one with a credit card? I didn't buy my first property with a credit card.
1: All right, so let's say you didn't. Have you ever?
0: Have I ever bought a property with a credit card? Look, mm-hmm. I, I've actually, I've done some very creative stuff in regards to buying assets. Yes, so, um, you know, I, when I bought my first restaurant, I did some very creative stuff and I should tell the story. It's interesting. Cause what happened was I was working for a company they owed me some commission when I was in marketing and I had a company car, a BMW, which was at the end of its lease. So they're going to get rid of it. So instead of paying all that tax on my commissions, cause you lose 50%, um, I negotiated and they gave me the car instead cause they wanted to get rid okay. of it. There you go. I got the park car for next to nothing because the payout was so low. It was a BMW, beautiful BMW, funny enough. But so then I got the BMW, got a loan on the BMW and used that loan to buy shares in the restaurant. Oh, there you go. So I had zero money and I was going to get about eight grand in commissions, but I turned the eight grand into $70,000 worth of shares. In the restaurant, and then I turned that original eight grand into over a million dollars. There you go. Not bad, huh? Not bad,
1: huh? You got to sort of think outside the box sometimes. I think a lot of people think when they've got nothing, they probably actually do. They just don't know how to utilize what they've got.
0: That's right. And when I was when I bought my second property, I got a personal loan to get the deposit. I bought the property. So the the bank said you need 10% deposit back in those days. I didn't have 10% deposit, but I really wanted to get investment property. So I got a personal loan for 10% and I got the personal loan really easily because it was easier than a a house loan, funny enough. And then after the personal loan, I showed that I had savings in my bank account, then got the loan and bought the house. So 100% finance. There you go. (laughs) That property I paid one hundred eighty nine thousand. It's worth over a million dollars now. Here you go! And, wow! And that's all from I had about three grand in the bank at the time.
1: All right. So, how are you able to continue setting goals when you are who you are?
0: Yeah. Look, very good question. Your future has to be bigger than your past. That's Otherwise, your life's boring. And Robert, like yeah. has got some massive, massive um, goals in the future. Yeah. Right. And he really is not the giving now. That's what he's, that's his mode now. Cause you, he's got so much success. He's worth so much money that now. His goals might
1: have changed completely. Um, yeah. They it's might not big. be so financial.
0: Um, they're more about financials and giving money away. But he likes yeah. making more. He likes making money, but giving it away as well. As well. Okay. Him and his wife are really big and big on that. And I guess that's part of the reason he's doing this workshop with me because he wants to help more people. Okay. And, you know, even though, you know, he said he's going to do a certain amount of time, he's like reached out to a week and said, hey, if you want me to do, I'll do some PR. I'll go on television and promote the event. And he just did that just because he wanted to. How cool is that? What an awesome yeah. guy. Like lots of respect, lots of love for Robert Kiyosaki. He's great. And also yeah. I think I'm going to be getting him on our podcast.
1: Well, there you go. That's Awesome. It is hard to think, though, when someone's got millions or billions of dollars and all these assets and things like that, that, well, what, what possible goal could they have next?
0: Well, look yes. at Elon Musk. He wants to put humanity on another planet. Pretty awesome goal.
1: That's a Yeah, that's massive.
0: It's, it's hard to
1: think that far out, I suppose, when you're in the position that most of us are in or all of the members um, yeah, totally. are in when you're just gaining properties... It's hard to think of yourself in that
0: position. Absolutely. And what happens is as Maslow's hierarchy of needs, as you go up the hierarchy of needs, you start moving up and doing different things and think about different things. And I think, you know, know, at the beginning, at the end of the day, you know, to start off with, you know, be selfish, (laughs) seriously, be selfish and think about you and your family and growing your property portfolio. Because once you've got that financial freedom, you automatically become selfless.
1: Okay, so Robert, uh, would I make more dollars investing in property overseas or should I keep everything in Australia first until I make dollars, then make my way overseas? Okay. So should we invest overseas first? I'll write that down for him.
0: Yep. We've got one more question and then we're out of here.
1: Yeah. We've got to pick the winner. Already have. Already have. Okay. (laughs) Right. right, let's hang on. Let's go. One more question. Okay, Robert, at what stage in your life did you become financially free and what was your strategy?
0: That's I've excellent. you read his book. <laughs> you know exactly what I was going to say. His book explains it all. Yeah. You know, he had rich dad and poor dad and he followed the rich dad principles instead of poor dad principles mm. and those principles made a big difference. But um, I'm going to ask I, dad. I think it's I think it's an excellent question. Look, guys, I must say, fantastic questions tonight. Brilliant. Really good. Um, and um, we're going to choose a winner who's going to win the Pendo Pad. And remember, guys, if you want to come to uh, get a free ticket to the one-day workshop, type in hashtag Robert and George, and our team will send out a free ticket to you. Yep. And the winner is, can I have a drum roll?
1: How do I do a drum roll? With my mouth. <laughs>
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Drum roll. Drum roll. Douglas wins. And she wrote, what should we look for in a mentor? And the reason I've given you... The, Belinda. Uh, Belinda, the reason I've let you win, and the reason you've you won is because I really think find the right mentor makes all the difference. It's the most important question anyone's asked. And I think it's an excellent question, and thank you so much for asking that question. Now, you're on YouTube at the moment. So if you want to... um, I know Belinda. It's
1: all right. I've got her number.
0: Oh, there you go. Fantastic. (laughs) Well, that's great. Um, Stacey's got your number. Stacey's going to get your details and we're going to send the Pendo Pad out. You congratulations. workshop? congratulations. Okay. The workshop is on the 22nd of January, 8.30, 8 a.m. Sydney time. And it's going to be on Zoom. We've got a limited number of people on Zoom because Zoom can only get a certain amount of people on there. So that's why I will get these pre registrations and everything else like that. So it's all set up. Yeah. So well done, Belinda. I'm really proud of you. Excellent question. Stacey, thank you so much. It's really great hosting with you.
1: Thank you. I, Good hosting with you too.
0: <laughs> I wish everyone a fantastic new year, right? And look, try to find time to write down your goals because it's you know, very, what I'm, important. very important and what I want to do is I want to do a episode on goals next week. Next Thursday, we're going to do an episode on goals and talk about That'd that be on awesome. subjects. And, guys, have a great time. Stay safe. Have a lot of fun. And I'll see you next year. See
1: you next year.
0: Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I'm grateful for all our listeners around the world. If you found this podcast valuable, please share with someone that might find this useful and please join our tribe of purpose-driven investors, increasing income and impact in our Facebook group, Positive Property. Please note, we a multi-million dollar property portfolio and a passive income. I've become incredibly successful at investing in property. The fact of it is, however, many people may find investing in property challenging. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of hard work. However, becoming educated to make an informed decision and having the right advisors gives you the tools you need to succeed. The most important part of this formula, however, is to actually take action and apply that knowledge. It is important to understand that information I share is of a general nature only and is not taking into account your unique circumstances. If you're considering investing in any asset class, you need to seek the advice of an independent professional advisor who will be able to look at your specific situation. Be sure your advisor has actually achieved the kind of results you're seeking many won't have, so beware. We've taken great care putting those educational resource together. We'd be surprised if you didn't find any errors or omissions. If you do, our legal team says we have to say we're not responsible for those. In fact, as with all things, even your success, we're not responsible. That responsibility always has and always will come down to you and the actions you take. We're passionate about supporting you in that process and helping you increase your ability to create wealth, live the life you desire, provide all the things you dream of for you and your family.